Hello, Brandon Valley here. Um, welcome to episode 2.5 of the Dead Blast Podcast. Um, a couple Twitter shout-outs. Uh, if you'll retweeting us, thank you very much. We got uh, Laz Thomas, Scott and Liam vs. Evil Podcast, Sean, Katie Baker, Uncommon Interests, Noble Gaming, Eddie Jose Morales, Randolph, Pajoka, Laughing Hard Podcast, and Troy Vincent. Thank you very much for tweeting, and enjoy the rest of the discussion of Friday the 13th. This time, it is parts 4 through 6. Enjoy. I love every single part of this movie. Yeah, this is so much. highly regarded in the in, in Friday Thirteenth lore. Like even not even not as like Friday the Thirteenth, like just as a horror movie or as a movie in general. Like I seriously fucking enjoyed. And this was the first time you ever saw it. Yeah, and you really liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I really did. Yeah, this is a good. This is this is one of my favorites without a doubt. Because th- this is definitely the first time they ever shelled out money for acting, and they they said it yeah. before yeah, is they like, would. Yeah, uh, right. They would go to just like and get theater kids that looked good. They were just like, "Oh, that right. person looks okay." That was Shelley. But you know, like Shelley got the job. He was working at a movie theater, and the producers found him, and they're like, "We want you to get killed by Jason." And he's like, "Oh, well, I don't know." And they're like, <laughs> "Like, nope." Like, and they and his outfit, Shelley. For anyone that is not that doesn't know, he's like kind of like like the chubby like comic relief. He's got yeah. this like oh. big like Jufro in it. He's awful. Yeah. But he his outfit, those are his clothes. They're like he's like, "Oh, cool, I'll be in the movie." And they're like, "Yeah, you're, like you're wearing that. <laughs> like <laughs> keep just be a douche, just be you." Yeah. yeah. He yeah, I I I forgot when you guys were saying. I remember who he was now. Like, yeah. He he's just like everyone else is just cool. Like, "Oh, we're going on a little trip or whatever." And he's like can I bring my jokes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, I got my joke box. They're here. not even jokes. He will fall out of, <laughs> he falls so out of a cabinet with a fake axe in his head. Right. And yeah. everyone's like, oh my God, Shelly's fucking dead. He's fucking dead. He's fucking dead. And he's like, oh, no, I'm kidding you guys. And I'm just like, why would he do that? They, like, they set it up big time. I'm mate. insecure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They hit you over the head with it, like he's the man with the gags, he's, right? And they're not gags. He's just dead so, every time. yeah. Well, just so the one time he's actually dead, right? Yeah, and they, they, like, they, oh, they, they go, they oh, oh it's the boy who cried wolf, right? Yeah. But they slam you over the head with that. Well, to give Shelley credit, it's it's in his stupid box of jokes and things. That's where the hockey mask comes from. Yeah, he yeah. does. Yeah, he does give it to Shelley. Is the birth of and Jason. what's and what's so awful? goofy? What's so funny about that mask? Right? Why is that in his his, his gag bag? It was from one of the Marx Brothers movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, I guess in the extra features for a lot of them, they do interviews with people who are like parts of the family of the mm-hmm. victims. And for part three, they were interviewing his dad. And she, like t- Shelly real, in real she, life, his dad? Well, Shelly's dad in, in character. Char- oh. Character Shelly's dad. Oh. And he talks about how he bought him the mask and hmm. like sent him off like and stuff like that. I don't know. Well, that's funny. It's okay. I'm going to cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. That was a big laugh. All right, so l- we're getting we got har- we, ha- we had to hark on Shelly for a little bit. Let's go back to to part four. Four here. is the first one that introduces the first, v- well, the first like regular character. There were some characters that spill over, but this Tommy Jarvis is yeah. Tommy Jarvis. Yep. Uh, he's in like three of these, right? He yeah. is in four, five, and six. Yeah, and I think that is the most important thing about making me like them more is a, like a continuation. Mm-hmm. It, by all rights, I believe he should have been what the final girl is mm-hmm. in a lot of them. But for some reason, they still try to push it, push it in. Tommy Jarvis has a relationship with Jason, which is something that the first three are completely lacking. Mm-hmm. All the final girls are just gone afterwards. You never see them again. I mean, yeah. you see the girl from the first one and the second one. She dies yeah. immediately. Right. So Tommy is someone to latch on to. And he and Jason have a relationship, and you can follow that, and you and you can take something that when you, and you feel something for him, mm-hmm. and that's also where even the the formula I was talking about earlier still betrays that they still try to push a final girl with Tommy, right? Every single time, mm-hmm. it's never just Tommy, yeah. But Tommy should be the final girl, but they're still a slave to that system, right? Like besides this one, the other time it's. Uh, the girls, uh, the girl that survives with him, kills Jason, right, or the kid, or something like that. And I don't think it should be that. I don't think there should be a girl there at all. I think it should be about Tommy and right. Jason. But anyways, a to- Tommy in this movie is played by none other than Corey Feldman. Yep, yep. Who I fucking love. I think Gordon, a, where I, are you, Gordon? <laughs> <laughs> Looking for his dog half the fucking movie. Ah, come on, Gordon. Ah, good boy, Gordon. <laughs> I love him. Yeah. I think he's great. Him, Gordon Feldman's better today than he's ever been. <laughs> <laughs> he, have you have you ever watched um videos where he talks about being molested? <laughs> Corey? Yeah. No. Oh, that's that is a good little rabbit hole on YouTube. That's oh, I'm great. Yeah. Right. By uh, by the Hollywood Illuminati. I yeah. Assume. Yes. Yeah. Oh God. Jesus um, Christ. It's so much fun what he's become. I, I'm a big yeah, I'm a big Feldman fan myself too. Okay. Because I loved him when he was in his prime, like when he was Donatello, and yep. Ninja Turtles, and then and then Gremlins, the Lost Boys, Lost Boys, yeah. Vampire Hunter is great. He's, Lost Boys number one. He's one of the best parts of the Burbs. He does really great, especially there's a scene in this movie where he's watching a girl take her oh, shirt off. Great scene. And the way he reacts yeah. is probably exactly how I would have reacted. <laughs> it's so I authentic. Was, when yeah. I was 10 years old. He's like, ah! Yeah, he's jumping <laughs> around like a wild animal. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, oh, oh. He's just like, he's like, I can't even, I can't even yeah. look at it. Like, he's just yeah. flipping the fuck out. And I'm like, oh, that's exactly how I'd be like, is this really happening? And it's like what you said, you know, it's almost the first time in the whole series where like sexuality is like believable. It's like uh-huh. everyone stops being such a fucking cartoon character. It's like you're, you're like, okay, I can relate to that little kid, like seeing like the girl like undressing next door. You know what I mean? Corey Feldman added, and I think him and the family in this movie are a part of the reason why we like the characters so much. It isn't just teens, right? So this movie is centered around 
Um, and every move, so it's not like they opened Crystal Lake again. The camp is still end is is still closed down because everything that happened. But there's these two lake houses, and so one of the lake houses is a group of like rowdy teenagers, and the other one is is the family. It's Corey Feldman, his sister, and his divorced mom, who's always jogging. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's divorced. Yeah, I mean, it starts off in the, in the third one. To say the third one ends with Jason getting an axe in his head. Right. Okay, and mm-hmm. then he gets taken to the nearest hospital, right. where we meet a. Um, a fantastic corner who just eats sandwiches and touches dead bodies. And I hate Axel nurses. so much. Axel, no, Axel, yeah. you are just the worst. She's like, mm, come on, baby, I love sandwiches. <laughs> She's like, I guess I do love sandwiches. Yeah, I guess I love sandwiches too, Axel. Let's have sex over Jason's dead body. Yeah, let's watch workout videos and make out next to corpses. <laughs> she was oh, like, the hand the touched me. I'm like, <laughs> you like it? Oh, fucking Axel. But he, yeah, he somehow survives and then breaks Axel? out. Oh, well, <laughs> Axel did not survive. Yeah. Axel doesn't make it. Axel had there was a whole spinoff series with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be the worst <laughs> thing. I'm I'm still enjoying sandwiches in the morning and making puns about these dead bodies. Over what, here. what would you call his series of Axel the uh, Corner Boys? Yeah, uh, shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, like they, they could be the Axel um, meets series. So Axel meets Frankenstein. Or... Oh wow! <laughs> he just gets killed by every famous yeah, yeah. monster. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Maybe Axel goes to space. Finally meets <laughs> yeah. up with Jason. The Axel. natural progression. Yeah, they started running out of Axel things. ideas. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, him and Crispin Glover, and this is fantastic. So Jason gets out of the hospital and then goes back. To basically just the Chris Lake area. Right. But he's just fiending for some teen death. Well, yeah, and to reiterate on that, too, like, all these movies, part two, or, yeah, part two, three, and four, all take place within, like, three days of each other. Yeah. Right? Part two is supposed to, I think, supposed to be on a Friday the 13th. I never even noticed. Yeah, and then, yeah. And then the next one, they, like, fuck him up at the end of the two, at at the end of two, the final, Jenny, Jenny gets him. And then, yeah, they fuck him up at three. And at three, the, the, the movie, part four begins literally the same night as part three ends. So they, the, the, uh-huh. the coroners show up, and he's there at the barn, his stupid barn, and they get him, and they bring him to the hospital. So technically, it, part the, four <laughs> takes place, it's like Sunday. The, the coroners, are, when they walk in, they're like, God, this barn is awful. <laughs> I hope a whole movie <laughs> didn't happen yeah. here. <laughs> but yeah, there's, so there's tons of teens partying. At this house. Right. And, and it takes him a while to get there. I like him getting that over And there. Kristen Glover is one of them. And the thing about this movie, like I said, they got uh, real actors. Like, they got one guy from uh, something with stars. I don't know. Battle I'll Beyond the that Stars. <laughs> Circus of the Stars. Somewhere. They, uh, <laughs> Circus of the Stars. <laughs> Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah Dancing that's what it was. Uh, from Dancing with the Stars. Familiar. And they got Crispin Glover, Corey Feldman, in terms of good people, and everyone was likable. Like, I really liked yeah. all of the characters there. They all had rapports. Mm-hmm. Um, they all had their own dances. They all had their yes. own dances, especially Chris and Glover. Uh, oh, Chris yes. and Glover and that one dude apparently got along very well, and it really shows. I love the relationship. Can mm-hmm. uh, uh, can Spectral, Special, can you play the, uh, the clip there? Oh, is this the dead fuck clip? Yeah. Yeah, Spectral. This really, really hit this one home, Spectral. It says, it says you're a dead fuck. What? A dead fuck? A lousy lay. You know, a 
that Oh, I see. Oh, don't hold it back for me, Doc. I can take it. Give it to me straight. I did not say it. The computer did. Yeah, well, there is no computer. Aha. Uh -huh. And there's no Betty, either. And I'm a dead fuck. Like I said, the computer don't lie. God, I'm horny. <laughs> He's just great. He's, yeah. he's so absolutely delightful in this movie. Yeah, he's the one of the best parts. His death, out of all of them, hurt me, like, hard. With the corkscrew. They make Where's him out- the corkscrew, yeah, Ted? Yeah, then immediately a corkscrew through his hand. Yeah. They make him seem out to be the main character from the beginning. He's the most endearing. Right. You know, he wants to get laid. He's not a virgin, but still, like, virginal. Right. In the he's sense. not cocky. Yeah, he's yeah. like, you kind of he's feel coming, for him a little bit. He's relatable. Up. Right. You know, I'm a dead fuck. Yeah, <laughs> great, <laughs> dead fuck. And he dances. There's a scene where he dances like, oh my god, nothing I've ever seen. So, before. so that scene, he's really dancing, and that's how he danced apparently. And he was dancing to an ACD song, and they were like, let's just roll with it. And they <laughs> yeah, ended up cutting like, it out and putting in whatever the actual like shitty song was that they yeah. used. There's no ACDC song that he ever could have danced to still <laughs> that was like... <laughs> like it, would, it, no, it doesn't make sense given yeah. the ACDC context <laughs> yeah, whatsoever. Like, like that, pretty much every ACDC song is pretty much the same. Yeah. And you can dance like that to yeah. any of them. Well, that'd be fun to find out what song it was and to, to cut that back into the movie. And right. To see how it <laughs> well, it's, Yeah, I mean, it's all... Yeah, it, it is... It's. I feel I like it was back in was. black. I think it's back in black. It might have been. Bam. Yeah, you can see jerk for each note. Yeah, this was supposed to be like the big thing they were pushing for with this movie was we're we're ending the franchise. Right, they really wanted to too. Yeah, Tom Savini returned. He wanted to like kill his monster. They got him back on board. Yeah, the final chapter. And yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny because it's like all all these things you're saying. Like this is the first one where the kids are relatable and you you like the kids. But I think part four also marks like an interesting part in the franchise where it's the first three installments. Like if you look at the main movie posters, and I know there's like all lots of different posters for each one, but the first main three posters, like the ones I remember seeing on like VHS copying as a kid, it's all like a silhouette of a killer holding some kind of weapon, yeah, and the head is cut off of the frame. You don't ever see the top of the head. And it's just it's not about the killer. It's about this this stalker killing teens, right? Yeah. And the cover of the final chapter is Jason's mask with a knife through it. Yeah. You know, and this I think is the first movie where it's like now it's about Jason now. You know, he's the main event. Um and now he the the focus is on him. The mask has become iconic. Jason's a character. And it's just kind of ironic though at that time that's when they also get it right with the kids and the teens. And I think it was that combination which is why they're like uh the studio's like well this is not going to be the final chapter because we made a lot of money on this one this one actually got you know better response than the last couple because yeah, they tried right right so, they, yeah they gave a yeah. little bit of effort and yeah. it like went a long way and it was it's the yeah. best one in the series so far i think in my opinion i don't think they ever planned on it being the final chapter they really did they really wanted it to end i don't think not so. the studio but the, but the you know but i don't think them even making the movie i don't think they planned that for the way they end the movie so, for the way they they set it up, first of all, even Tommy Jarvis's yeah, character... Yeah, talk us through the ending, yeah. so anyone who hasn't seen knows how this so, ends. So, the movie ends with uh, everyone pretty much dying. Uh, Tommy Jarvis, who... Not the dog. ...is a kid, um, ends up... He, he shaves his head to look like Jason. Yeah. To confuse him, somehow. Because, I don't know, Jason has any sense of self. 
to know that that's literally not him as a kid. But disturbing uh, image, by <laughs> the way, Corey Feldman with that. It's like a bald yeah. cap they put on him. They it's didn't Corey. Really shave him. <laughs> yeah, really? I I wanted him to be like my precious. Yeah, like, so much. Yeah, a little golem. Yeah, he's a middle of the road golem. He's got dark circles in his eyes, yeah. and uh, he was feverish at the time. Apparently, he was very sick. Was he? Yeah, and they asked him to do it. So, um. Tommy Jarvis kills Jason. Mm-hmm. He stabs him in the head with a machete. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he flips out and just keeps stabbing him. Like, just die, die, die. die. <laughs> yeah, he just loses it. And then hugs his sister and looks in the camera all creepy. And of course, there's always the uh, end of the movie weird dream fake out, mm-hmm. as always. But the, So the entire way they set up Tommy Jarvis is Tommy Jarvis loves uh, makeup. You know, he loves doing yeah. masks and stuff like that. Um, Has some incredible masks for yeah, like an 11-year-old kid. incredible masks. Yeah. So I feel like they were setting up him as the future killer. Like he ends the movie with him creepily staring into the camera. Yeah. Like he's lost it. They're, his name's Tommy. You know? Mm-hmm. That's a perfect replacement for Jason. I think they're absolutely setting him up. They didn't know if he's going to wear a hockey Tommy? mask. Why does that matter? Because it, just the way you say it, like like Michael, Tommy, Jason, Josh, these, the, yeah, these, yeah, the, <laughs> jo- Joshua, Charles, <laughs> well, Chucky, oh yeah, <laughs> you got that one, <laughs> Dandy Evan. <laughs> it's just uh, you could picture that though if it was like Tommy yeah. instead of Jason. You can see that, right? Yeah, sure. Chucky, two-syllable names, baby. Yeah. Two-syllable names. That's yeah. what it's all about. Yeah, sure. And uh, they Hell left Razor. it so open to, open-ended for him taking the mantle of Jason, mm-hmm. you know? And they just proceeded differently than that. Yeah. You know? Well, um, you know, he was – they wanted him to cont- to be in the next one. They wanted Corey Feldman to be the star and have it be a continuation and have it – it <clears throat> continued this Tommy Jarvis and Jason dichotomy kind of thing. And at the time, he had just finished up The Goonies with Steven Spielberg. And apparently Spielberg like had him under this contract, and he didn't want him to do the movie, even though he wasn't like filming or anything like that. And so they, so he couldn't act in the next movie. And so they had to go a completely which different direction, which they did in the total garbage that is part five. But even Corey Feldman has, like, made a kind of, like, made statements. He's like, yeah, like, you know, if it weren't for Spielberg. Like, and he, you know, he has an affection for Spielberg. But he said, you know, he uh, he wanted to do that movie, and he wasn't able to. So they had to go a complete, completely different direction. But I love the deaths in 4, yeah. especially. Some of the best, the, the best effects. Reaching through the shower and crushing that guy's face with yeah. his hand was absolutely amazing. Yeah. He just crushes his nose into his body. Yeah. And there's that girl who peeks out the window. She's on the second floor. So you're like, oh, she's safe. She goes to the window, peeks out, then all of a sudden just gets ripped out the window when Jason had just climbed up the house mm-hmm. and just pulls her out and smashes her on the car below. Yeah. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah. There's a there's a good scare in there where he um, smashes through a window like he just jumps into the house like I did when I came here. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just jumps <laughs> into the house and it's I f- like the way they time it really works. He throws a he body throws a through body the through the window, through the oh, window and that, yeah, 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 then gets then in that way. In. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, you know, the whole this whole movie, I think this is the most forceful Jason has been. You know, in three, he's sneaking around his little barn. Hey, I gotcha. He came into my barn. You know, in this one, he's fucking throwing bodies through windows. He's like, I'm getting into that house. You know what I mean? Like, he's not, like, joking around anymore. He's like, I'm yeah. fucking, I'm gonna fuck some people up in this movie. And he does. What my roommate said about it when she saw it was, uh, that I thought was interesting, is she said it seems so real. Yeah. The effects mm-hmm. were great in this yeah. movie. I mean, it is like some of those deaths are like unsettling. Well, just like realistic, she said, just like if someone was going to come in and kill us, that's how it would happen. Right. I mean, I didn't necessarily feel that way, but uh, I mean, I guess more so than the other three films. I know? see what she's saying because right. it's like they you they set up so much time of these teens in this house, and they're mm. like, you know, you really kind of feel like you're there with them. You know, they're like as the night goes on, they're dancing to shitty music, and then they're like smoking joints, watching the stupid like movie reel, and they're like just starting to like kind of chill and like get into their element, and then bam, Jason's coming through windows and shit, and he's there, yeah. and it is a very like you know home invasion kind of esque thing, which I think yeah it does like hit you a little bit harder than getting picked off in a barn or going skinny dipping and whoops, I died. You know, like I'm just yeah, glad there's more no, realistic, no yo-yos or juggling in this one. Yeah, amen. <laughs> oh God, all right, let's move on to the next okay so friday 13th part five a new beginning or as i call it shit big cop-out movie another another friday the 13th cop out. yeah big cop-out directed by danny steinman who are you it doesn't matter um yeah go yeah go you guys go ahead i fucking hate this movie Uh, so (laughs) okay so is your beef from the fact that it's not jason is that what like lets you guys that is that's the that's part of it it, and it and it sucks i mean but i i think just like in general it's just got like a very weird vibe to it yeah agreed It, it does but i feel like so much about that movie uh, I thought was unexpected. First of all, Ethel, for this entire film series, for some reason, I am attracted the most to the old fucking weird people. Yeah. yeah. The whole thing. Ralph, road nap guy, and <laughs> Ethel are my most, are the most beloved characters as far as I'm concerned. Well, first of all, as Tommy Jarvis gets out of the mental asylum and gets into a uh, m- like rehabilitation camp mm-hmm. of sorts. So you know it's going to go great. Immediately, <laughs> um, good for him. It's fine. It's it's great that the series is finally just like taking a rest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This movie's gonna be about Tommy Jarvis rehabilitating yeah, his mind. How about we turn it back to uh, I don't know, uh, Mongo Camp? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we, settled, we settled all the Mongo, right? That's exactly yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Mongo's fine. They haven't. Fine. No one's caught on to that. Yet. No, or or if they do, we'll just shift over to Lloyd's <laughs> Spectrumites. <laughs> Anyways, so this is a camp full of Spectrumites, and uh, and this guy, Vic, gets annoyed by uh, this fat guy so much, he kills him with an axe. That's the first kill Because well, he movie. took his candy bar. It's not Jake. Right? Isn't he mad yeah, about a candy geez. bar? Well, he uh, offered Vic the candy bar, and he Vic gives. chopped it with an axe, which yeah. is kind of a funny thing to do if somebody yeah. gives you a candy like, bar. And you want. This is uh, but, a very gonzo movie. There's yeah. a lot of just zany stuff. Yeah. Like slaps. Just make it. Yeah, right. It's, like, it's just fucking chaotic and insane. You know, but I don't, right. a lot of it is just weird. Like I said before, Ethel especially, she gets there and she just slips out and the cop's like, I'm taking you to jail. She's like, fuck you. I've got a bomb. Like, you, <laughs> she, she literally just says that. And he's like, I've got a bomb on me. And she's like, oh, well, just go on your motorcycle then. Like, I don't know. I don't know what else I guess. Why I do you like this movie? I don't know. <laughs> it just appealed to me. It's uh, it was the natural progression of the other movie. I just wanted to see what happened next. Really, <laughs> okay, yeah. 
Um, that's, yeah, that's, people don't yeah. die necessarily fun, but even like we said before, uh, or that girl you expect that girl's neck to have been cut, right? Um, in the throat, and you just see that he cut her her whole eye part of her face, eyeball part. Yeah, that's a good one. And I thought that was good. Uh, that creepy guy who comes in from out of town and cleans Ethel's chicken coop. For no reason. What the fuck is the point <laughs> of that character? That was a misdirection. This entire movie was all about misdirecting everyone. There's that one point <laughs> where where someone gets back to camp and um the the final girl, that blonde girl who who's one of the heads of the camp, uh, she's like, Where's John and Tom <laughs> and and Greg? <laughs> and just like four people and it's like that's the misdirection of like it could be any of these, like, five people. Right. It, the entire movie was about misdirection. Yeah. See, my my beef with the movie isn't even, you know, to clarify for listeners, like, the the whole point of this movie, it's not even Jason. There's a guy killing everyone. You find it at the end that it's a coroner. It's just, like, this random EMT guy. That well, he was, he was the, the father. father. He's the father of the fat yeah. kid. Of the that, fat that, kid. Yeah, that got died. axed. Right. But they wanted to make it think it's Tommy. They want you to make it think it's Tommy, and... Okay, fine. I'm okay with that. But if it was Tommy, would you have liked it? Um, not ah, May, yeah. I would have liked it more. Yeah, that would have served more of a purpose and like the yeah. lineage of the story. Definitely. Yeah, I think that would have been kind of a cool twist. There was nothing fulfilling about that reveal, that twist. And I, yeah. and they were trying to go back to the original. It was like a whodunit murder mystery, right? Like I, I didn't like that you don't see the killer at the, for the whole movie. And then the end, he has a hockey mask and like a jumpsuit, but it's still not Jason. I didn't yeah. like that. That was a cop out. But what I really don't like too is this is like the first movie in the series where the MPAA really like got their claws on it. And this was what this was 1985, and um, and so this was like the MPAA were really like cutting down on these no pun intended on these slasher films and trying to like really and and this movie got like an X rating like numerous times in um in screenings and they had to keep editing it and the ironic thing is the producers told this director it was Dick Danny Steinman you have to have a kill every like three or four minutes or something like that and this has the highest death count of any Friday movie but the deaths are so lame and so quick and so choppy and edited it and I don't even think that's the director's fault that's the MPAA but I think that really really fucks with this movie it's, mm-hmm. to have so many deaths but none of them really be like memorable or funny or entertaining I, and then the cop out just all of that just to me equals just the, the shittiest movie. I guess. I do appreciate that they married themselves to Jason being dead, at least for that film. Yeah, for a movie. You know? <laughs> you know? like, good job. Continuity for for two you know? films. Because they blew it. I kind of understand the situation they found themselves in, though, because it's like Tommy is obviously set up to be Jason. So mm-hmm. everyone's going to think it's Tommy. I don't think so it's obvious, gonna, though. So we're going to point all everything towards Tommy. Right, that's obvious. But yeah, they're the trying to set thing, him up. The only thing we can do is misdirect you and put make it someone else who you just wouldn't expect right. for some other weird reason. Right. You know? In the spirit of the first one, like you don't even you never saw it. Right, but that was Jason's okay. The payoff was worth it. The payoff made it worth it for me in the first one. There was there's no satisfaction in this movie at any point other than Junior's death. You guys are making me not like this movie. Good. That's why we're here. <laughs> Okay, can we move on from this fucking thing now? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Mark, you got, have anything you want to say about this one? No, I just, I, I mean, it's been a while since I've watched it because I don't revisit that one whenever it comes up. Yeah, you know, whenever hey, you don't it's need like to. Jason time, that's not my go-to. Right. So, I, I'm just going on like old memories here, but yeah, just the in general, 
you know, maybe I'll revisit it and feel differently, but yeah. where I stand is is pretty much on your side of just it's it just didn't give didn't deliver anything to me that I really cared about. Right. Like I wasn't I wasn't entertained, I wasn't engaged, uh, you know, in the way that the former movie did, the the fourth one. Right. Um, there was, you know, fun and interesting scares and stuff like that, but this wasn't like a Jason fest. It, you know, right. they were trying to pull the whole mystery thing and it wasn't an interesting mystery. Right. So I think that was the ultimate flaw of it. Well, I still enjoyed it when I watched it. You guys can't take that away from no, me. No, not at no. all. I, if you yeah. if you like something, you like it. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's good to like things. It's good to like things, Brandon. You can like anything you want. Doesn't matter. I'm gonna do meth. <laughs> <laughs> Like it then at least it's like it. meth is thank you. <laughs> if it, it wouldn't be such a problem in this country if it wasn't amazing, so there's something to like there. I think hear I that? never thought about that. Hear way. that, kids? There's a reason <laughs> meth caught on. Dude, that's so cool. That's <laughs> cool. Cool. I know what I'm doing tonight. Cool. Um, okay, so let's move on um, to our final one that we're going to be reviewing, talking about in the series. My personal favorite of the entire franchise, Friday the 13th, Part 6, Jason Lives. Yes. From 1986, directed by Tom McLaughlin. Um, and so I, I just want to start us off, and then I'm going to hand it over to Mark, because Mark has made a very... I, I, I saw a really funny video on YouTube that Mark made about this movie. Yeah. Um, so the memorable quality in this movie is that this is the first film in the series to uh, feature... A zombie Jason or an undead Jason. This is yeah. the first one where it's just like he's dead, but now he's back, and I loved that. And they really, they really make the most out of that. And then, um, just real quick on Jason's outfit, you know, I didn't actually say in part four, but it's the same outfit as part four. It's the same fucking thing from part three, same one that he was buried in, you know. But now it's really tattered. The dark green button down is like a fucking black rag. It's really not looking good. It doesn't fit him well anymore. But he's changed too. But um. The thing I do really like about his outfit in this one is he has a utility belt with various weapons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So was did he find that? It's never shown he got the belt somewhere, but he's he's very he's he is supernatural in this one. He's a zombie and he's very efficient. He's quick, he moves quick, he's got yeah. good weapons and I love that. This is my favorite Jason. So um all right, Mark, I'll hand it over to you if you want to start us off with part 6 here. Yeah, I love this one. Uh, because it's like a satire almost of not just the J- the Friday the 13th series, but these types of movies. Because at this point, these movies had come out every single year, almost at yeah. the same time. This they was 1986, summer. part six. Yeah, and they're they're all summer movies. And so you know, every year we're gonna we're gonna get another Jason movie. And on top of that, the the genre had exploded. Yeah. And there's just hundreds of these junky, you know, rip-off movies, which happens whenever you have a movie that gets big. There's always, like, you know, foreign knockoffs and, and just low-budget knockoffs and all that. Uh, like Escape from New York was a big deal. There's, like, 30 Escape from New York knockoffs. Are there? Well, I mean, I'm just... It's Escape from L.A. What? <laughs> um, We're going to gang up on <laughs> you. I, if I had done my research, I'd have titles for you. But, Ninja Turtles? Uh, <laughs> point, point Break? Let me see. Bronx Warriors with uh, Fred Williamson okay. is one that I can think of. All right. uh, I, I, I could sit down and put a, get a list together for you. And then number I'm curious. I'm curious. I'm asking the you number 30 curious. is just a number. I'm just saying numbers. Well, but, now please list yeah. the remaining 29 that yeah. you had in mind. But no, there that, that was a big thing, especially like with Italian – 
the the Italian film industry, they would just find something that was big and then make a million of it on their own. Right. You know? And like then the you actually get movies good movies. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like the uh, Lucio Fulci stuff. Mm-hmm. And there was there was great stuff. Like westerns were huge in in the U.S. And and then and then you had uh, Sergio Leone making all that stuff. And, yeah. And those are like the best westerns. Um, great great hotel chain, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Best Western. Strong plug. (laughs) Hashtag Best Westerns Dead Last Podcast. Uh, Hashtag Monster Energy. Fantastic chain. I I love the I love this movie because it's it's like the most when whenever because at this point Jason had just become a like a a stereotype for that genre, and it is the stereotypical Jason movie. Like whenever anyone talks about uh, Jason or references him, especially when they don't know much about him. They're thinking about this very yes. movie. Agreed, hundred percent. And uh, it, it's like borderline a comedy. There's mm-hmm. a lot of intentional humor in it, and just the over the top attitude of the movie is funny on its own. Anyways, yeah. Um, yeah I mean, o- other than getting into specifics, there's not much else I can say about it. Yeah, I agree um, with all of that. Totally. And, and the zombie thing is so cool. Yeah. Because now he's yeah. not just some killer in the woods. Now he's right. like a zombie. He's, he's officially a monster. Right. It is silly, but I am glad that they actually just finally make it official. Yeah. yeah. It's great. You know? That's a great It's a great moment in the series to, like to, to acknowledge that. Finally, put it on a paper. He's not going to get hung from a barn and just pull the rope off right. his, his head yeah. or take the axe out of his face in the hospital. Whoops, he's, he's okay now. He's I'll take him getting struck by lightning and reviving from a yeah. worm trodden what ten <laughs> fucking fifteen year old corpse. That's based on that's based on true events. Yeah, pl- plenty of meat on that. Yeah. Gonna, plenty <laughs> yeah. of meat on there. Well he doesn't and look too good. He's he pretty g- charred. Yeah, at this he point. goes he goes from being pretty much just a, a bowl of worms to yeah. just like being completely fleshed out. So many very worms. Thick, so many. Very thick. Yeah, if the worms were feasting that hard, it's been 15 years. Like, worms are eating pretty slow, huh? Yeah. Do they well, even they, like flesh? Well, worms were slower in the 80s. Oh, true. that's true. Yeah. AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Took the worm community first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'm wrong. It was it was grid back then. It was, yeah. It, it was, was a It was a rids. <laughs> it was rids. <laughs> Warm related, related immune deficiency. <laughs> Rids. Rid. Yeah. Band name. That's the truth. But I don't know. This movie I, I liked it. Just not as much as the other ones. I uh Really? I felt like there was a lot of characters just thrown in like again that I just didn't care about. Yeah, no, that's what I, I love that. To. That especially the only girl to intrigue me. Was Megan the sheriff's daughter? Yeah, I like Megan because immediately she's like, "Oh, you're in jail. Right. How would you like to have sex?" <laughs> <laughs> she just keeps pissing like, his da- yeah, her dad yeah. off. Like, yeah, like yeah, she's right in front of her dad. She's like, oh, "Hey, dad, what do you think about me fucking that jail guy?" <laughs> <laughs> well, well, fuck, fuck yeah. the sheriff though. Yeah. Fuck that character. He's yeah. such a dick from he the get go. He just won't hear Tommy. He out, won't hear anybody. Ever. But you know, it's like the, from the his first line. I'm like, God, what an asshole! Like. 
Tommy Jarvis like bursts into the, his, you know, the, the sheriff's office or whatever, and he's like, he's like, Sheriff, like Jason's on the loose, you gotta get him. And he's like, what, what's the first thing he said? He's like, uh, he's like, whoa, kid, what are you in show business making an entrance like that? It's like you're the sheriff. Like, what do you do when people just come running at you? He's shooting at me like, hey, what are you in show business, kid? Hey, come on, now. <laughs> yeah, he's a horrible sheriff. <laughs> he's terrible. Everyone's in showbiz in this town. He looks like if Donald Sutherland fucked John Carpenter. <laughs> Holy shit. I, could, I was trying to put my finger on who that guy looked <laughs> yeah. like. Jesus. There's a, this is a very interesting uh, thing that I discovered about this movie, and I only realized it when so, – so basically I recorded an audio commentary by myself as this weird character that I do. Is that Was that what the, the YouTube video was? Those are clips from my audio commentary. Oh, yeah, I love that. And, and so I, I was watching it, and I'm just trying to – just, just for humor's sake, keep track of how much nudity there was in the movie, mm. and how many titties, and like do, I'm like, oh, this will be funny. I'll do a titty count. I'll say something funny every time there's a boob or something yeah. like that. There was no nudity. Right. There's barely in any the nudity in this one. Yeah. yeah. There's no, no sex one? at all either. There's there is, one sex scene, and yeah. it's like a comical. They're scene. wearing clothes. Right. And they're yeah. wearing clothes. Yeah. 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 In, yeah. In the trailer with torn jeans. Yeah. Boy. Yeah. yeah. An RV. Yeah. A- AFI guy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right to the to the. Um, it's like Davy Havoc at the beginning of his career. It's to the Alice Cooper. They uh, Alice Cooper wrote like six unreleased songs for that movie. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm gonna put one in this podcast. Sick, do it, dude. The Young Frankenstein one. That's yeah. what they listen to. I do like how he's he's super strong in this, right? Well, yeah. so here's the thing, and and that's what like if I jump in here, like that's what I really like too. Like what you guys are talking about, you, they have fun with the whole zombie Jason being a zombie element yeah. in this one, and I really like that because. I don't. I have an issue with slasher movies, like with the Halloween movies, with like oh, they killed him at the end. It's like, oh no, he's all right, you know. Like he pulled that knife out, you know what I mean. And this is the first movie they're like, fuck that, he's dead. But we're bringing him back with lightning, and it's very yeah. like Frankensteinian monster yeah. revival. Yeah, this I, is a, this I movie see more Frankenstein than zombie. Y- agree, you know, agreed. Because and he's I d- super strong right. and brought back to life from lightning. He's not like a zombie. Totally and I don't think he's a zombie. You know? I consider him more undead. Um, but I love this movie is like a zombie. Uh, th- fuck. It's not a zombie movie. This movie is a monster movie. Jason's yeah, a yeah. monster for the first time, and he does have this superhuman, supernatural strength. And like, I, I think, like Mark, it's exactly. Uh, I agree with your point that this establishes Jason as we come to know him yeah. in the rest of the series, and just when people think about Jason, he's an unstoppable. You yeah. can't fuck him up. But this is the first movie where he gets shot and he just keeps walking. Yeah, you know, and and that's important to the Jason character, you know. Um, and so the first death is when they bring him back. And he just puts his hand through Tommy Jarvis's friend's chest, just pulls out his heart. It's like Jason yeah. wasn't doing that in other movies. Cali Ma, baby. Yeah, Cali Ma's <laughs> it. Just. And there's another scene where I, that I love where it, the paintball scene where he, he comes as he's making his way back to Crystal Lake. And I like that, too. He comes back from the dead. You know, there's like all this whole like lightning and it's storming in the graveyard and the moon. Yeah. It's like the director, uh, Tom McLaughlin, I watched this special feature. He's very into gothic horror movies. And I think that explains a lot with the uh-huh. director. I also think this is the best directed movie. Yeah. Um, and all those scenes of him like at getting back to Crystal Lake, he's very intent and he's walking through the woods. They're great shots. They're really creepy. And I like the the daylight shots of him walking through the woods. I know you said that you didn't yeah. weren't a big I fan. I just there's something I don't like Jason in daylight. It's like one of the things I really like about just horror movies in general is the atmosphere that you get to filming things at night. Right. And and uh Whenever you show him in daylight, it just like kills it for me. I okay. love that scene. Is funny. Like yeah. they're they're making fun of corporate uh, paintball. Yeah, it's guy. great. Like, that, it's like oh, that stupid girl. <laughs> they keep yeah. like making like girl thing. Like shouldn't be in she yeah. be in the yeah. kitchen, You're not beating us at paintball. And also the uh, the triple play. 
Oh, right. Three, three, three and one. One machete strike. Yeah. You know, broadcasting super strength. Right. And also uh, putting that girl's head. That was my second choice for the G.I. Joe name was a uh, trailer smash. Mm, head yeah. through the, the it was wall. The head through the side of the RV. It's like a right. cartoon. Like yeah. You see his right. Face yeah. Out. Yeah. That's what and I like. The, about well, that it. one going back to movie. that super strength. It's like um, there's that other kill. He just takes the guy and he just throws him. And the guy's head, like, he hits the tree, and when he falls down, it's, like, blood smeared over the smiley face that's carved in the tree. But then it go- cuts back to Jason, and he's holding the guy's arm, and then he lifts the arm up, and it's, like, detached from his body, and he just kind of looks at it, and then, like, looks up, and then, like, looks away. And I think it's almost, like, kind of, it's just, like, he's got this newfound supernatural strength. He doesn't yeah. understand it. And he doesn't understand it, and he's kind of, it's, like, in a moment in those, in, like, the Marvel origin movies, it's, like, where the first time the hero realizes they have super strength, and they're like, oh, yeah. well, hell yeah they like knock out the bully and look at their fist they're like all right you know it's like i really like those moments to it and there is just this like tongue-in-cheek humor like throughout the whole movie that they're just they have it's like fuck they're having fun with this movie finally like took them six tries to have fun and it's just like it's just the best one i think for that yeah is a very very fun. It's a sleepover movie. Right, is what it is. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, and all the element. I I love that it's back at the camp. This is the first time camp, and it's opened as Camp Forest Green in quotes, but you know, but it's the camp again. Yeah, and there's kids at the camp. This is the first time it's an active summer camp. Right, which yeah. is great, and they have tons of fun with that. Um, yeah. Like, the little girl that keeps thinking she sees Jason, she's just, everyone's asleep, and she's in her little bunk, and she sees Jason just walking past the windows holding, like, the headless torso of their counselor. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's fucking awesome. Also, I think this movie is the is the one the video game was based on, or mostly. Really? A lot of elements from Oh, that's the, interesting. A lot of elements from the, like, the NES game. Yeah, oh, no, I, I, I love this score, yeah. the 8-bit score. Yeah. Time period yeah. sounds right. Yeah, it, yeah, it makes sense. There's yeah. you the whole game is about you saving little children from the from the cabins. Oh, okay. And, and As what, Jason? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um that's that's the plot of this movie basically. It is just you know, right. trying to keep the kids safe. Right. And it just adds another stake to it. It's like yeah. you don't you don't like we don't care about these unlikable teens like doing drugs and having sex. We don't we want to see Jason yeah. knock them off. We don't want to really see Jason like slaughter all these kids, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know Brandon if you did, but I mean, it would raise the stakes. <laughs> <laughs> you know. They're already raised. I mean, he he's had ample opportunity yeah. to kill, to kill kids. I think he wants to. No, he doesn't want to kill kids. I think he wants to kill kids, and I think he wants to kill dogs. No, he doesn't. <laughs> I think he, I, I think he does. I think Muffin was friendly. Okay, Muffin was friendly, easy to kill. What's the, what's the second dog's name? Uh, the one from part Gordon. Gordon. <laughs> Gordon. That's the golden retriever. Yeah. Okay. That's Resourceful. A young. You know, a young mobile golden retriever. Mm. As Jason, you try to catch that. I don't think so. I think it's gonna happen. I think he wanted to. You think he tried to? I think he probably tried to, but he couldn't. And in the the fifth one, we got uh, the young African American boy, Reggie. Reggie, he definitely wants to kill. Reggie. That wasn't Jason, though. But well, we're saying in in the movie, you yeah, know, he wasn't Jason. I guess that's true. But he gets into the cabin in six. And he's going to kill them, isn't he? Well, he yeah, you're right. He does break into the door at one point, and all the kids like scream and run, jump out of their beds, which is also like an, a great scene. Yeah, he's like, "I'm gonna get you." Yeah. So and he yeah. also he's definitely trying to kill. He's trying to kill Tommy in the fourth one, 100. percent Check kill Tommy. this out. I'll point to a specific event in part four that where he doesn't. Why he doesn't want to kill Tommy? 
There is a scene. So we're saying at the whole end of part four, right? It's the final girl and Tommy, right? It's Tommy mm-hmm. and his older sister, and that's the final chase scene. So there's that scene where Tommy and his sister are hiding in the room from Jason. It's a very, like, shining moment where he's breaking through the door with the machete, and uh, they get, like, nail him with the TV and shit. They hit him with the TV, and it's the whole, like, oh, we got him because Jason is weakened by TVs. Let's tiptoe over his body. Right, so we'll tiptoe over his body because we're good now. And then so he gets back up, you know, surprisingly, and there's this weird scene the girl is on in front of him. This is they're they're on a stairway now outside of this bedroom. He she's on the one side and Tommy Jarvis is on the other side, closer to the room. And Jason looks at both of them. He turns at both of them, turns to Tommy, turns to the girl, and he goes for the girl. He runs for her. And I think it says something about I think Jason maybe like looking into his history, the fact that he was like a neglected little Mongo boy, things like that. I think he Spectrumite. A spectrum. I, he doesn't. I think Jason, and it also goes back to the whole like loss of innocence. He doesn't. Um, he doesn't go for kids that are innocent. I think he does. And dogs are innocent, you know, except for you know certain like the dog from like Toy Story and shit. But like S- Slink, yeah, <laughs> not innocent. <laughs> Slink's got some skeletons in the closet. <laughs> yeah, you got to see the prequel. Oh my god, <laughs> Slink's Revenge. All right, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But yeah, J- Jason. I really think that I don't think there's a lot of rules to him. But yeah, I think that uh, there's no kids or, or dogs killed on, by him. I mean, Jason. I guess as far as rules go, I, he doesn't really. I, I mean, I guess he has shown that the only rules I really see is him hiding bodies. He wants to be stealthy. Well, he doesn't always. But he puts them on he display ma- he too. Maintains. He puts them. He strings them up like Michael in a very Michael Myers fashion to have everyone. See, here's what I did. I killed Kevin Bacon. Enjoy. So maybe that's why he has a kinship with dogs. Right. Yeah, that kind of like Show showing your prey. Like yeah. a dog or a cat or something okay. like that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, do we have any last comments for uh, number six? Um, yeah, you know, from yeah, it's it's my favorite for all the reasons we talked about, and I don't want to belabor those points, but I, I also – one of my favorite things about the movie is – the camp setting, I think they use it to to their advantage again, which is a shame that they yeah. didn't in so many other movies. But it's also they use the woods. The woods are a very creepy element in this, yeah. and I love that. And it's the one movie you can tell wasn't filmed in, like, California or whatever. You know, this was filmed in Georgia. But um, the woods are really creepy all with all the fog yeah. coming out, you yeah. know. And just everything about this movie, there was this very creepy, eerie atmosphere. I also think it's the best score by Harry Manfredini. He introduces these, like, supernatural elements to it, these weird toy piano sounds. Mm-hmm. Whenever you look and Jason's not there, it's this gling, 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 that wasn't there in the other ones. So I just think the supernatural element is what this series was really kind of missing, and the, it, this really gave it life again. Or life after death. Hell yeah. Um, so you want to wrap up, get into the last couple sections here? Let's wrap it up. Cool. Two things. Number one, state of things. Friday the 13th in its current state. Uh, last week, Friday the 13th, show on CW, slated to happen. Axe. TV show. Not going to happen. Really? Yeah. I didn't know they were going to make one. I Once again, it. they have had a TV show before. Right. But uh, they're going to go a second time around on the CW, and apparently it is no longer happening. Good. The, Fuck the, the CW. The TV show was just like in name only. It was really weird. It, it was it was an anthology series. It, it was mm. um, they, it, it was called Friday the 13th, the TV series, but it was about a antique shop that sold haunted items, and it had nothing oh. to do with Jason. Really? It was, yeah, it was very, very weird. A lot of people like the show. I think it's mostly for nostalgic value. There's, it's a shitty show. 
Huh. Yeah, <laughs> I never, I never watched yeah. it. I was curious. So good to know. D- don't you would not recommend it to anybody? No, I mean out of curiosity, give it a shot. Just, just would you to... recommend the show or Friday Thirteenth Part Five? Oh, uh, what's, what's a what's a higher priority for the, for fans? Yeah, no, I that that it's a garbage show. Like Friday okay. the Thirteenth Part Five is still a Friday the Thirteenth movie. Okay, yeah, and that gotcha. but that show is yeah. Don't good point. If you're if you have to make you know there are many better things you can do with your life than watch that show. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there was an original show. I didn't know they were making a new one. I knew that there has been a lot of talk about making a sequel. And it was originally going to be a found footage movie, but right, but that was the most recent incarnation of what they wanted to do—a yeah. direct sequel or a sequel to uh, the newest Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, movie. a sequel to the most recent remake. Okay, mm-hmm. that's uh, still in the works. It's a bit in development hell, and it is uh, going to yeah. be a found footage in thing? And, no. in and out. Not necessarily what it's going to be. I believe it's yeah. slated for twenty seventeen or twenty. 18, but I yeah. don't think anything's been shot for or anything set in yeah. stone. Who has the rights for it now? Is it New Line Cinema still has the, the rights? Um, I'm going to say... Platinum Dune. Oh, Platinum yeah. well, oh, Is that Michael Bay? That's yeah. a damn, damn shame. shame. Yeah, Fuck. he takes all the horror things and God, ruins I them. I fucking hate Michael Bay. Yeah. I would love to see a Friday 13th where, where Jason kills Michael Bay and he yeah. stops making movies. That What was cool about the... There was online backlash to the whole found footage thing. Mm. Bunch of fans... Just spoke up, and for once they listened to him, and they mm-hmm. apologized. They were like, "Oh shit, no, we know what you guys want. We we were thinking about it, but no, you guys voiced yeah, how you feel. That's we're dangerous. Not do it. That's dangerous to get it, in that territory. It, it, it is like the um, new Batman vs Superman was was all ears to the internet. The whole movie was responding mm-hmm. to how people felt about Man of Steel. Huh. Was, yeah, the whole like, yeah, you're right. Pe- people, yeah, I, is that why it's a piece movie, of shit? But, uh, part of the reason there's there a, are a lot of reasons why that layers. movie is a piece we of shit. We won't get into that. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, worse, worse than part five. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, last part I guess reality check has anything like this ever happened in real life? When I was a kid, so I don't know where I, I heard. I've heard rumors that the second part of Friday the Thirteenth was filmed at this camp called Camp Kenmont, which is in Connecticut, and it's near where I grew up. And my dad actually worked there. Now I've heard, and I'm not sure if this is true or not. I've also heard that all, m- most of the movies were filmed in California, but um, at this camp, I grew up at this camp, um, and I also uh, like was a counselor there and everything, and, and did various jobs there. And there was like a legend when we were kids of this character named Cropsy, and the the story was that Cropsy. Have you, oh, all right. You guys yeah, heard yeah, of Cropsy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the documentary about, about Cropsy. Shut up. Yeah, yeah. You didn't know that? No. I think it might be on Netflix. Shut it's up. Ca- it's called Cropsy. Yep, that's the name of it. <laughs> Nice. Wow. Well, so Cropsy, I didn't know that. That when me and my friends, like this was like a, a legend we would tell each other, and this was like the whole story. And tell me if how far off I am. The, the the legend is it's about a farmer, and that he lived right next to this camp club getaway that I worked at, and um, they had a Cub Scout like Boy Scout weekends there, and kids would go there, and um, and one year like for whatever fucking reason I don't know what it was, but Cropsy went. And um, they're, like the counselor was doing a routine check of all the tents, and he gets to a tent with three boys, and the three boys' heads are cut off. And that was like the whole story. Cropsy was a farmer, and he cut their heads off with like a shovel or a pitchfork. And that story scared the shit out of me and my friends. That was like a, a, a campfire tale that we like held, you know, to be true. And um, that shit scared the shit out of me, man. I think they phrase it a, a many number of ways. I think there's tons of versions of Cropsy that wow. we talk about on there. Um, but you should definitely watch it. I'm going to. 
round up the boys and watch it. I suppose I have no idea what would be closest to that existing in real life. Um, but the last thing before we wrap up is uh, uh, true analysis. What does it all mean? Well, so can I can I flip that on you a little bit? Yeah, and talk about because here's what one thing I wanted to ask you guys too, to, and one of my some of my closing thoughts. And so this is, I guess, a little bit of a different question. My question is ultimately to you guys: What is Jason Voorhees? Is he the ghost of a little boy? Is the ghost of a big boy? Is he a Mongo woodsman? Is he the boogeyman? Is he a vengeful spirit? What do you guys think, Mark? What do you think? Oh, that's tough. I, I I like these movies, but I've never I don't think a lot about them. I just kind of go, oh, neat. Mm-hmm. So okay, fair enough. Yeah, a, a, a little on the spot. It's something I would definitely like to think about a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I genuinely have not put the thought into it. But if I, I should were, have emailed you guys this question, well, no, that's that's fine. If if I were to draw like what I again, what we were getting into with what he becomes in in this in part 6. Yeah. Uh he's to me was it, at the time a contemporary um monster because mm-hmm. the the you know like Dracula, Frankenstein, the mummy, those those monsters were really big in cinema in like the 40s and you know a little earlier, a little later and there was a really big gap where that was just gone and they started to come back in the 80s. And Jason was definitely one of one of those to me. So I I like to look at him as is just like a newfound movie monster, um, but just like in terms of what you laid out there psychologically, maybe a vengeful spirit. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, Brandon, what would you say? I mean, at the end of it all, I, he's pretty much just a shark on wheels. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, he, he just wants. <laughs> He's just gonna kill. Okay. He wants to kill yes. everything. If I want to, pry, if I want if I want to pry, like he, he sees the youth. The youth is something he's never had or been able to enjoy, mm. um, at all. And so even just uh, youth like partying, having sex, you know, doing drugs. Even parents, like the everything about that is uh, triggers him. Shit he never got to experience. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he reacts that not to even know that he, to be honest, he would never even know what any of that is. Right. You know, but maybe that's why he reacts to it thusly. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we still do that all the time. What we don't understand, you know, we don't understand something, kill it. Right. And maybe that's how he lives his life. Okay. You know, no one else lives in a barn with their mother's head. Right. I well, don't get that. I had a friend. Fuck in your life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, but you did. Crafty fan. Cool. Um, so, so my answer, and to tie in with what your question was, also, Brandon, um, of what it all means. You know, <clears throat> I really think ultimately, I think it's totally like the viewer's interpretation. I don't think there is one. This is what Jason is, mm-hmm. because I don't think the directors or the writers ever put enough foresight, or they wanted to put enough foresight into like answering that. You know, there there wasn't enough continuity from movie to movie to to dictate no. a timeline or a storyline of what Jason yeah. is. The bucks just pass. The bucks always yeah. just pass. It always the, changed. So, I, and but what I so what I think is essentially. Jason is the boogeyman, and he is like the ultimate campfire story. Yeah. Campfire story, every time it's told, it changes a little bit. It depends on the person's perspective, on the person that's telling it. Every time it's a little bit altered, it changes what he is. And I think that's what Jason is, right? I think like every every iteration of him changes a little bit, and certain 
histories and facets start to fall into place that other directors will you know use to their advantage but i think ultimately he is just a campfire story and yeah. a legend that is just kind of constantly changing and it's kind of like your interpretation of what he is you know if you're a good little virgin or right. a, a dog right you're cool you know you're gonna be fun. You, you don't have any be issue a with dog him, right? <laughs> i don't think the dogs of the series have any issues with him you know which would be an interesting episode to interview some of them i want to talk to steve minor director of lake placid um, about his interpretation of Jason and his relationship with dogs. <laughs> Isn't there a dog in Lake Placid? I'm not sure. That would be interesting. But it doesn't die, though. Right. no one dies in Lake Placid. Because Maybe Steve Miner is just like a low, big dog person. Because it's a low-stakes movie. I think not, you guys should aim high and reach out to him. Low-stakes movie doesn't mean it's a bad movie. I bet he's so. very accessible. <laughs> <laughs> Can, if anybody has him. any inf- information on... Um, on Steve Miner, let us know, and also any any listeners, let us know what your you know let, res, any responses to this episode that you want us to go over in the next episode. Let us know what your favorite Friday is. Let us know what you think you know Jason is. Let us know, know if you think those dogs were actually in any danger, like Brandon did, or if I did, then I think that they're fine. Tweet at us at Dead Last Podcast, y'all. Yeah, get us at Instagram on Dead Last Podcast as well. Yeah, um, and Facebook. Yeah, we, I uh, love. Facebook. Yeah, Facebook uh, slash Dead Last PC. Um, basically, post show wrap up. Do you guys have uh, any uh, criticisms, critiques? What do we like about this episode? I think we yeah. should definitely focus on maybe one more next time. You know? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. If people want to hear us delve a little more into the series, I would. You know, I would be open to that. Mark, maybe you could join us again. Dive in a little deeper. Yeah, if I'm if I'm alive, I definitely will. But who knows what you know? You're covered in Anything deep cuts from that yeah. class. <laughs> how have you been? How have you lasted this entire podcast? L- looks like this might be your dead last podcast. Hey, <laughs> it might be his final chapter. <laughs> Bring in the little band of leprechauns with their small horns. Um, yeah. Uh, Mark, you have anything to plug? No, I just want to say real quick about this series. I think this more than any other series is more is just like a cash grab. Like, mm. oh, that one made money. Let's make another one. And, we'll, and then they really stopped making them when they stopped making money. It wasn't like yeah, there was no heart to it. They didn't have like Marvel Universe's Kevin Feige standing <laughs> no. behind keeping keeping the ball rolling. It was just like ah, fucking now let's put him here. Now let's put him here. You yeah, know, it was like uh, he he ends up in in New York and Jason goes to hell. Jason versus Freddy is just like come keep coming, right. keep coming to the theater. Yeah. Um, Where can we put him? What do you think his final destination is? He's uh, been to he's, space. Yeah, he's, he's been, been on boats. Space. Um, final destination crossover film. I I think. <laughs> Like these are all fun movies, but I don't think one truly um, pure, like a genuinely good, no bullshit horror movie has actually been made with Jason. And I think it can yeah. be, including made. the the remake. Did you not like the remake? Not at all. No, I I, 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 I did. I liked the remake. I um, thought it was creepy. Platinum Dunes. Well, fuck <laughs> Platinum Dunes. But I really didn't did not mind the uh, the remake. I'll watch it again. I saw it in the theater. I was mad. I remember being yeah. mad. That's not a great movie by any means. Um, but I I don't think it's it's been done yet with him. Yeah. I I think like the first the first Freddy is like a genuinely good horror movie, and the first Halloween genuinely good horror movie. First Hellraiser, yep. Uh, but Jason from the start was just an exploitation film, and never they never really got like a 
holy shit, like that's just a good, well-made, scary flick. You don't think part six was that? Part six was a lot of fun. Okay, yeah. But it was just more... Still didn't like, quite get it right. Yeah. Uh, and they weren't trying to get it right. They were right. just like... Let's just make, trying to have fun yeah, with it. Yeah, just making another one. Here, yeah. All right, let's do another one. Um, yeah. I, I don't think there was like ever really a heart behind any of them. I think Slasher's oh. next. I think it's either Slasher or Creature Feature next is next on the list. What do you mean? For uh, for people to tackle. For a while, it's been uh, Demons. You know? Oh, yeah. It went from like, Vampires... Yeah. To demons, yeah, and I think it's either we're either gonna get back to trying to do creature features, or we're gonna get we're or to try to redo slashers. Well, yeah. I think creature features are just constantly happening anyway. They are, but they aren't tackled in like a major way. Like, um, like I wouldn't call Babadook a creature feature. What about Cloverfield? Or I wouldn't call it Follows. But Cloverfield is too far gone, and that's more of a kaiju kind of idea, even more than yeah. a creature feature. Yeah, you know. True. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Let's wrap this up. Uh, any plugs there, Luke? Um, you know, for me, yeah, just, you know, you can check out my musical um, exploits. My band is Special. You can check us out, LeSpecial.net. And also, uh, my DJ project is called Drunken Doja Monkey, and we have a residency at Wonder Bar here in Boston called Drunken Doja Monkey and Friends. Last Tuesday of every month at Wonder Bar. And um, check out a mix I have called Psycho Casual that features music... From the Friday Thirteenth uh, series, as well as Bernard Herrmann's uh, scores from um, Hitchcock movies, it's a combination of some of Bernard Herrmann and Henry Manfredini scores mixed with some hip hop and other electronic music, and that's called Psycho Casual, and it um, samples some of these movies we talked about today. And you can check it out at SoundCloud.com/slash Drunken Doja Monkey. Respect. Gravy. Mark, any pluggies? Uh, I have uh, Twitter at Hamflap, and. Uh, <laughs> Beautiful name. Uh, YouTube is Nards3K, and you can watch that the Friday the 13th video on there. Yeah, I'd we recommend will, that. We'll Nards absolutely 3K. post that. Yeah. Cool. yeah. cool. Um, Brandon, you, plug? Catch me uh, May 12th at The Good Life, May 18th at Comedy Studio, and you catch me May 28th at The Bad Bad Show at Wonder Bar. There you go. And that's about it. Cool. All right, gravy train. Nice. All right, peace out, buddy. Peace, y'all. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Spectral Jeff. Okay, also, before we end, um, I know we said this before, we're a horror podcast, but we really have a soft spot for the Cuba Gooding Jr. vehicle known as radio. Um, So if we could just roll a quick clip of remembrance of that fantastic movie, Radio. Mm. I'd love, love to hear a little radio before we end, if Spectral Jeff maybe has a clip Spectral, lined up. do you have anything lined up? I think he does. I hope he does. Let's see. What I'm talking about is when you chop my dope down, the one, two, three, four, five percent, and then you call it blue magic. That is trademark infringement. You understand what I'm saying? I'll do respect, Frank. If I buy something, I own it. No, that ain't true. That ain't true. Car, I want to paint it. I can paint it. Yeah, but you don't have to. This is what I'm saying to you, Nick. You don't have to. It's good enough the way it is. You can make enough money off it the way it is just by calling it blue magic. Anything more than that is greed, son. What do you want, Frank? You want me to change the name on it? I would have to insist that you change the name. Fine by me, Frank. I'll, uh, I'll call it Red Magic. There Even though that don't sound as good. Now, I don't give a fuck what you call it. Put a chokehold on the <laughs> motherfucker and call it Blue Dog Shit. You know what I mean? I don't care. Just don't let me catch you doing this again. Catch me? Infringement? Insist? I don't like these words as much as please. Thank you. I'm sorry to bother you, Nikki. These are better words you use. You come to my motherfucking club without an invitation. Hear me? God damn, that is a good film. Wow. Um, 
I forget what part that was. Yeah, I'm not sure. Eh, I think it was in the locker room. Yeah, one of the locker room scenes. Probably that was an after game locker room scene. Yeah, I just get so caught up in Cuba Gooding's performance. But classic movie, yeah. He really yeah. brings you in. Yeah, radio is really good. I'd but, recommend that to anyone. But thank you very much, Cuba. You're yeah. a blessing. Thank you, Cuba. Thank you, Special Jeff. Oh, and shout out um, to Austin Rockhouse. Austin Rockhouse podcast for Cuba. having us here in their in their in the haunted wing of their studio. Yummy, yum. Okay, see you next time, y'all. Thursday, I don't care about you